Welcome to another episode of Saturday Night Combos. My name's Ashley, and this is my cousin, confidant, and co-host, Reagan. And here we like to discuss things that are going on in the world. And what's going on in our own lives. Nothing is off the table here. So pull up a chair and join us for another Saturday Night Conversation. Hey guys, welcome to a new episode of Saturday Night Combos. Which we're recording on Tuesday. Okay. <laughs> you know, just so y'all. My dog, my dog is sitting over here on her bed being like, what is the matter with you? <laughs> First she sees you trying to pull together a microphone and now you're just like hysterically laughing. So she's just, she's just trying to like figure she's out like, what's going on. She's like, mama, are you okay? <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, let's talk about this microphone issue because I have a headset. I'm cool like that, but I get sore ears because I wear masks all the time. So today yeah. my ears were feeling a little bit sore. So I thought, oh, I'll I'll use this microphone that I ordered from Amazon last year on Amazon Prime because we were podcasting. I thought I'd use it. I've never used it. So I thought, well, why not put it together? But, I mean, this thing has, like, one of those, um, those shields, you know, for, like, microphones so you don't, like, spit into it or whatever. But the thing to, like, attach it to, it will poke out your eye. It's very dangerous. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like, it looks like something that NASA should put together. It's, it's a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I am back to the regular old headset. And maybe next week I will actually you know get it working properly but maybe for now why fix what's not broken right <laughs> oh god i don't know i 100 percent had one of those microphone things remember we were trying we were trying and then like it didn't work for my computer <laughs> Like, that was, like, a 45-minute <laughs> debacle of, like, how do you... <laughs> and, yeah. Oh, our the start of our podcasting days. We've advanced so much. I'm wearing a headset that you know, could land a very large airplane. Can you hear me now? <laughs> so... Speaking of another funny story, I've told this story so many times that, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. So out in this, you know, in the Sahara desert where I live, <laughs> um, we recently got a Dairy Queen, which oh apparently boy. is very exciting. <laughs> Just saying what's going outside, going on inside. Um, so I have never really had Dairy Queen because one, I'm not a big ice cream person. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I ate a lot of ice cream in, like, a week when I was a kid, and then I was just kind of, like, off of ice cream. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but apparently Dairy Queen Blizzard cakes are, like, a thing. Okay. Which I up. did not realize. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Okay. When, okay, did you get the, like, the Blizzard cake, or did you just get the regular ice cream cake? No, I got an Oreo Blizzard cake. Okay, you did not mention this detail when you were informing me. Yes, no. So I got an Oreo Blizzard cake. So I was really excited at this. And 
I had a piece, my mother-in-law and father-in-law had a piece, and my partner had a piece. And then I was just like, well, in between my partner have it, or like, I, so I then put it, I was like, okay. So I took it out of a fridge slash freezer combo thing for this is what my, you know, <laughs> I perceived it as. So then I was like, I wasn't sure. I then had to defrost it for 20 minutes. Yeah. So I was like, and it is an ice cream cake. So I just, I, I put it in the fridge. Mm-hmm. Okay, listeners, I wasn't sure. I called my partner. I called my niece. I wasn't sure where to put it. And I obviously did not read the thing very well. I've been doing that lately. That's what happens when there's a lot of shit going on. So... It sat in there for about four hours because I was like, okay, I'm going to put it in here and then come back to it. I didn't. So my partner then ha- I was like, guess what's it downstairs? Because he apparently really likes these Oreo Blizzard cakes. So he had a piece and then he went to go put it in the freezer. Mm-hmm. Except I have a long freezer, like a, not, not like a upright freezer, like a, whatever the other ones are called. Like a deep freeze? A deep freeze. Okay. So th- it literally fell off the tray into the freezer. Oh my God. So I had I try I had an Oreo Blizzard cake for about four hours. Okay, I just love that you have to call people to ask if you should put this cake in the fridge. I've literally <laughs> never had one. Like I again, I know now that they go in the freezer. Oh my god that's so funny next time i'll call you because you're yeah well and the next time you buy one don't get the blizzard cake just get the regular ice cream cake and save yourself a lot of money because they taste the same (laughs) i will do that too yeah in all honesty i didn't like again i'm not a huge ice cream person so i was like it's okay but would i spend that much money on something again no yeah in all honesty like it's i'm not like ice cream i could do without yeah yeah i'm not i you know i i used to be a really big ice cream person but now i kind of i'll have it like every so often and even when i have it i'll just have like a little bit of it Mm -hmm. like i'm not i'm not big into it anymore yeah me neither yeah i have been on like a baskin robbins kick recently they're s- super expensive, but yeah. it's so good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've been enjoying that. But... but yeah, that's my story of my experience with Dairy Queen in the last week. That's so funny. Can you just give me a minute? I'm just going to let my dog out. She's laying on the cement floor, which is okay. bad for her arthritis. But, you know, she doesn't listen to me. But, like, literally, he came up with the tray, and I was like, what happened to my ice cream cake? And then he was just like, I tried to put it in the freezer, and it fell. And I was like, oh, well, I guess that's kind of my fault. (laughs) I was like, oh. So, yes, everybody, learn from my life experience. Ice cream cakes go in the freezer. And everybody have, listening like, is probably an like Instagram no shit. Page of like dumb life fails. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> oh my god. I'm okay with it. That's hilarious. 
Moving on. Moving on. So I was looking and I'd heard about, I think we've touched on Harry and Prince Harry and Oprah are doing a mental health podcast or like a mental health series. A series. Yeah. On Apple TV. Yes. Yeah. Um, And it's called what you, what's it called? Um, I click on this. I'll see it. Uh, the me you can't see. Um, I saw the trailer this morning. It looks phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It's going to have like I think the first um, like episode has Lady Gaga and Glenn Close in it, and then Prince Harry and Oprah also speak. Um. What are your thoughts on it? I think it's awesome because, I mean, mental health, especially in the last year and a half, anybody who was, like, didn't have a relationship with mental health now has a relationship with mental health and knows what anxiety or depression feels like, right? And those those of us that have been living with it forever, we're like, welcome to our world. So everybody struggles with this topic. And it's still, like, um, somewhat taboo to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think th- what they're doing is really awesome just because it opens up the conversation. And especially when you take prominent figures like Lady Gaga. I don't know who Glenn Close is, but... She's an actress. Like, she's she's a well-known actress. Okay. Um, but, no, I think you're... you're... Yeah. But when you have people of prominence, right, say, this is what I struggle with, you have average people being like, oh, it's okay to talk about. It's okay to feel like this, Mm -hmm. right? What steps can I take to better myself and my understanding of what I'm feeling? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you said that beautifully. It's just... I don't know, especially, I think you said it right in that in the last year, you know, all of our mental well-being has been affected. Mm -hmm. So I think bringing attention to that and bringing attention to the the fact that we need to address our mental Mm well-being. I don't know. I I think it's great. I love Oprah. Um, Mm -hmm. And... I think it's, I was never a fan of Prince Harry until the last couple of years and just the work that he's been doing, mm-hmm. but I think it's really, I think he's been doing some fantastic mm-hmm. things in regards to mental health and just how he's so honest in regards to his own mental health struggles is just really telling mm-hmm. and again he, it's that prominent figure right when yeah when you've got prince harry saying i was deeply affected by my the loss of my mother and all of that stuff and it's driven me to have extreme anxiety it's like well no shit like i can ex- i can you know there's there's people that can um relate relate to him right and they're like oh okay i'm not crazy and i think it also you know, not trying to relate it back to the royal family, but it makes the royal family mo- look more relatable. It does. Instead of just being this this stone, I don't mm-hmm. know, like the picture perfect. Yes. They are people. Yep. 
there's not always going to be that perfect Photoshop or photo ready moment. Yeah. They do, you know, stumble and Mm -hmm. out of that there is, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm really excited to watch it again. I don't know. I do have Apple TV. Do you? I'm, you know, I, I might, I think my sister has Apple TV, so I might have to. Steal I think her I got account. it free for a year when I bought my iPad. Oh. No, no, no. Yeah, you I would don't have. know. I'll have, to, yeah. I'll have to get back on that. No, it's a promo they have. You get free no. Apple TV for a year, so you have it. I don't know. I'm excited to watch it. Um, apparently, in one of the videos I was watching. The royal family is like really like upset that 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 Harry's speaking so openly about all of this, but they've also said that you know during their interview or during him and Meghan's interview. So I don't know. I think it's amazing that mm-hmm. he's speaking so candidly about his mental health and. Yeah. Have have you listened? I just started listening to um, a podcast he did recently with um, Dax Dax Shepard on uh, Armchair Experts. Uh, I listened to like just like a clip of it. I haven't listened to the whole thing. Yeah, I'm I'm only like at I'm only like twenty minutes in, so I'm gonna have to finish it. But I mean, even there, like. I, I like how he I list uh, one one thing he said was that he compared royal life to uh, s- something between like the Truman Show, which I, I'm not even sure what the Truman Show is, and living in a zoo. <laughs> but like, I also understand. Like, I here he is, you know, average again, not average because he was born into the royal family mm-hmm. but to me you have to want to be royal mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. he went through a lot of trauma mm-hmm. and was raised by somebody who was very old school mm-hmm. after his mother passed away mm-hmm. and you know don't talk about your feelings yep. more trauma yeah Yep. And you know what? Um, I'm just thinking about what you had said about, um, what did you say? The royal family not wanting, like, um, being more realistic, right? More relatable Mm -hmm. to people. That's a characteristic of Prince Philip. Because Prince Philip was the one who kind of initially in the early days brought, like, um more of the press or like they did like a bbc documentary and they did more engagements with people to make the royal family more relatable um so in a lot of ways harry is carrying on his grandfather's legacy to try and make um to try and expand the monarchy and modernize it and um make it more relatable to people right and this is no i can see that and i remember which documentary you're talking about yeah um i just find it really funny that there's these like two divides where you have like like the firm where it's like don't talk about anything hush it under and then you have this other like like let's be you have the family and the firm yeah exactly it's it's quite the divide yeah (laughs) yeah 
It's- and you can see where people just get, or where, like, individuals in the royal family just are, like, suffocated. Yep. Yep. And I'm sorry if that's a very, like, grotesque, for, or grotesque like, word to use, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, these are just people. Like, they're, they're people, just individuals. Yeah. Yep. And they're just, yep. you know, trying to do yep. what they can for the monarchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they they don't have a choice, right? And yeah, especially when you're born into it, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I mean, being an outsider looking in, like it looks great. You get to attend all kinds of parties, and you get to exactly live at Windsor Castle. Sure, why Mer- not? Sign me up. Give me a crown and call me princess. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> give me a tiara. But when you don't have a choice, I mean, I think in the, I heard in that interview, well, I haven't gotten to that point yet, but just through some like reading of the press, I heard that um, Harry almost left the royal, like left the royal family when he was in his 20s. So this wasn't like some out of the blue thing, right? Well, I remember like 10 years ago, right? Like Harry was this out of, out of control, like wild child, right? Like there was so much negative press about him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then you had William that was like this. William was always portrayed differently. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, it's the same between um, like Elizabeth and Margaret. Mm-hmm. Right? Because one's destined for the crown. Yeah. Right? The other one isn't. Yeah. Right? So. I just feel like that has to be really I know I know we've kind of veered off topic, but that has to be really even in his psyche, that has to be really hard to handle. And I know that he said he went to counseling and like he had to deal with a lot of the grief with his mom and stuff, but that's still hard for him. That has to be still hard for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, yeah. we're again veering off topic, but I don't know. We'll get back to y'all on what we think about the documentary. Or yeah, about I'm gonna have to series. watch it. I'm kind of excited. I'm gonna have to watch it. I am. I'm. Yeah. I anything that Oprah puts out again. I don't watch her. You know, she has like Super Soul Sundays. I don't watch that stuff. Mm-hmm. But all of her interviews are pretty. Like, yeah. Pretty good. I don't know. She's a good interviewer. She is, yeah. She is. By the way, we were also uh, we also touched on this week about Ellen is officially done. Oh, okay, okay. I'm confused about this because is she ending her show this like like now? Or is she going for her twenty second season and then ending? Because I saw in the press that she, you know, she, some somewhere it said that she had signed on the 22 seasons and that she was also ending. So, like, is she ending next season or is she ending? I think she's season? ending next season. So okay. she's ending next season after 19 seasons. So she started in 2003. Okay. And then it will go to 2022, which is still an amazing run for a TV for a TV talk show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
But you have to think about the way that she went out. Like, there's a lot of controversy around her. Yeah. Yeah, there is. Like, even, I think, even her show this year, she's hardly been on it. Right? Like, there were a uh, bunch you know of I... posts. I think she... <sighs> In all honesty, I didn't watch her. I know she didn't. She didn't pre-plan her monologue when she mm-hmm. announced that she was ending. Mm-hmm. But I think she just kind of knew that you know what. I'm I'm kind of done. Yeah. Like. Yeah. But yeah. she did sign on originally for three more seasons and what season sixteen. Oh. Okay. So I think she's she's going to the end of her contract. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was kind of confused about. But, I mean, it is a good run. You know, think of for what you might may or, you know. It's kind of like when Oprah, again, I'm not comparing her to Oprah because Oprah is on her own, like, yep. amazing. Yeah. But at the end of the day, Ellen is, I think it's just at the point where, like, mm-hmm. she wants to go on to other things. Mm-hmm. And you're right. Like, she's really... She has a lot of guest co-hosts or guest hosts. Yeah. So I think she's just ready for something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you're you're right. The last 22 seasons, considering a talk show usually lasts three or four, I mean, mm-hmm. it's pretty good. So. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of new, like, there's like the Drew Barrymore show. Yeah, I actually it's- like that show. I find okay. I find Drew Bear. I was watching some of her clips on YouTube last week, and she's kind of weird. Like she has this weird energy. I feel like she does have a unique energy. Yeah, I don't know if it's because I think she's a Scientologist, and if you're a Scientologist she- out there, well then whatever. But I I don't know. I don't know if it's because I she follows Scientology that she has this weird energy, or if it's just like. A weird energy in general but i don't know it's kind of weird interesting <laughs> no i know what you mean but i also who's the other one that has a oh kelly clarkson mm-hmm. i like kelly clarkson she's just yeah she... but yeah no. there's all these new ones that you're like why did you start a talk show yeah i there's, don't know there's what is there now the Tamara hall show that's a thing um there's a whole bunch of them. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Anyways, I don't know. I don't watch a lot of them. Like, I used to watch Ellen, and now I don't watch Ellen. So, yeah, and yeah. yeah. Interesting. <laughs> so, so, I, I don't know if I was watching TV or how I saw it, but apparently. The CDC came out with new guidelines that if you are vaccinated, you don't have to, like, wear a mask or, like, it's, like, up to you. Uh-huh. So, and so I'm really close to Detroit. So let's let's bring this back. So I'm really close to Detroit. So I guess certain stores are saying that if you have, like, your vaccination card or if you have your full vaccination you don't like they're not requiring mass <laughs> and i was just like and let's just profit this by saying that detroit was one of the hardest hit cities hit 
in and like then, all then, of the ways. So <laughs> I, I was watching TV when I saw this, like over the two day span before this, like mm-hmm. the two day span, there was still 1100 new cases, like one, one, zero, zero, 1100 <laughs> new cases. And they're like, y'all don't need masks. <laughs> um oh my god i i don't know you know what i have i've saw if you are from the states and this is your whatever and you're fine not wearing masks power to you again power to you this is like truly this is just our beliefs um because i'm coming from this as a mom of a child who's immunocompromised and I'm also immunocompromised as I have asthma. And I don't know why I'm speaking with an accent. <laughs> I apologize. But, um, you know, so say I get COVID. You know, I've known somebody that has got COVID and then, you know, had other stuff happen. So mm-hmm. I'm scared to get COVID. I'm not going to lie. Um, okay. So I'm keeping my mask on, personally. Okay, let's just put this in context. So herd immunity is about 70 to 75% of the population, right? Yes. So on, I just Googled it, how much of the U.S. population is fully vaccinated? CTV News is reporting that 47% of the population is vaccinated. So, like, I get it. Like, you're vaccinated. Great. Like, I, I am half vaccinated now, and I'm, like, feel like I have a new lease on life. I'm, like, I'm ready to go places. But I can't go anywhere because everything's still locked down. I know, WTF. But, <laughs> like, great, you're vaccinated, but you can still be a carrier of the virus. That's, that's what I mean. Children Thank are not you. vaccinated. Therefore, they can be major spreaders and carriers. And guess what? You can still get sick even if you're vaccinated. Exactly. They're just me. There's probably just going to be like less symptoms. Like I can understand um, like outdoor, outdoor activities like say a baseball game or golf, like not wearing a mask. If you're like spectating mm-hmm. that because you're in an outdoor setting, right? But I was on Instagram the other day and I, all, all of this week, I've seen like uh, Americans just like partying it up in like indoor settings. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> this is so weird, but I so want to do that. It's this weird dichotomy. But I saw this video on um, Lady A's Instagram page. They played at the Grand Old Opry. And it was a packed house, like packed, like not a seat in the crowd was empty. So I went onto the Grand Old Opry website and they said, you know, masks are welcome, but they're not mandatory. And you have to, you know, it's, it's like an honor system. If you are not vaccinated, then please wear a mask. Like seriously, if you're, if, if a person is tired of wearing a mask or just doesn't like to wear one and doesn't want to get the vaccine because they're like, I don't want a micro trip, they're not going to wear a mask inside. And they're just going to like. Yeah, that's I. The, yeah, I agree with everything you're saying. It's so I don't weird. Know. 
It's a, do, is this just our belief system because we're Canadian? I, I don't... Well, I think we're just seeing it from a different light because look at where we're currently are at, right? We're, we're just starting to get people vaccinated in mass amounts, right? And we, Maybe. We've had know. to live under these... Um, these restrictions for so long that it's just normalized to us and i think there is a certain part i mean uh, as an american would think they're like well i don't have to do what the government says because i have freedom of expression and freedom of speech whereas we are a little bit more um we we follow the government a little bit more lovely fair yeah but there are people who are getting tired of this and i don't know i think you might see a little bit of americanism come to canada (laughs) i don't know i just that's my outlook on it i'm still wearing a mask (laughs) (laughs) and you know what i i honestly i will well and you're fully vaccinated right you're fully... I'm, I'm fully vaccinated. And I have still been fully vaccinated yeah. for two months. And I am have no plans on stopping wearing a mask because this is something that concerns me. And I'm yeah. also concerned about bringing something home. Yeah. And I also... So, yeah. Yeah. No, and I, honestly, I'm like... If I, if I was trying to think about it, like, if I were in the States and I were fully vaccinated... In my mind, I would just continue to wear a mask because it's just it's just what you do. So. But you know what I love? I you know what I love? The CDC director went on CNN and she was questioned about how, you know, they would enforce ensuring that people were fully vaccinated if they didn't have a mask on. She's like, oh, well, it's just an honor system. Be truthful with yourself. Like, you know who you're talking to, right? You like, I love that answer. <laughs> so, so I feel like we should put that into, um, like when kids kids get vaccinations and then go to school. Mm-hmm. So, be honest. Did you get all your vaccinations? Are your vaccinations up to date? Okay, we're going on the honor system. Oh my gosh, measles outbreak. <laughs> right? Like, we, I don't, <laughs> if people are afraid of needles and have vaccine hesitancy, mm-hmm. they're not going to go get that. No, no, they're not. Yeah. Okay. Like, oh Y'all should listen to Saturday Night Convos because apparently we have the only common sense around. Oh my god. Well, you Fucking know what? CDC. Okay, I got my vaccine. Okay, I'm talking to all those people out there that are vaccine hesitant, okay? I got my vaccine last week. Almost, it's 11.30am now, so a week and an hour and 20 minutes ago, let's say. And initially, I was like, W, like, what the fuck did I do to myself? Like, <laughs> like, honestly, I was like, and they kept asking me. So Deanna, the nurse, and Pat, the paramedic, were very concerned that I might pass out because I was 
so um like I was I was crying I was like I had a lot of anxiety in me I didn't want this needle you know I been vaccine hesitant for five years and I was like oh my god and the funniest part is is that the nurse kept asking are do you have a weakened immune system I said yes I do and she looked at me like I was a deer in the headlights like OMG like I can't give you a vaccine if you're you have a weakened immune system I eventually just said I'm average like I'm just like everybody else (laughs) but they were more concerned about me passing out and I'm like that's not what I'm concerned about anyways the point of the story is after I got poked I was like what the fuck did I do to myself that lasted for about a day and a half and a week later I'm actually happy I got it because now I can, I can go outside, I can go to the store, and yes, you can still get the you can still get the virus, but you have immunity towards it. And in my own head, I'm not as worried about getting this virus and dying than I was before. So if you're va- if you're vaccine hesitant, get over it. And just do it. <laughs> You're it's, just like, get it's, it's like the Nike commercial. It. Just do it. Just do it. If the cancer <laughs> patient, so so we're coming up with a new new pitch phrase for their vaccine hesitancy campaign. Get over it. <laughs> there we go. We just did it. You're welcome. <laughs> No, but like I, I get, I get that people are vaccine hesitant. It is very real, but um, no. But what's worse, getting COVID and the potential of the after effects of that, mm-hmm. or a vaccine which can, you know, let's if forty-seven percent of the U.S. population has had it, that's three hundred and thirty divided by two, which. I, I it's 147,000 people. 147 million. Mm. Let me look. 154 million Americans, sorry. <laughs> I'm bad at that. Exactly. 154 million Americans have had it. Yeah. That's a substantial amount of people. Mhm. Mhm. But now there's now they're seeing those numbers go down, right? Because of the, the vaccine hesitancy. So I mean, it's real. Vaccine well, has- which makes sense because the vaccines are available. There's like a rush amount of people to get them. And then. Yep. Yep. Interesting. But anyways, if you're vaccine hesitant out there, as we said, get over it. Just do it. And uh, consult your doctor if you're concerned. <laughs> no, I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah. Again, our pitch phrase. <laughs> Just get, get over, over it. it. Just <laughs> consult your doctor. We can make one of those med- uh, medicine commercials. <laughs> <laughs> Where we're like walking up from the back. Get over it. Just do it. Consult your doctor. Oh, God. <sighs> Again, somebody should like. Look at all the good knowledge we're we're giving out. I know, right? 
I saw last week in a news article that animals know who their kin is and they're smart enough to know who their kin is and they won't mate with their kin. Isn't that crazy? And they won't what? They won't like mate with them, like make babies with, with their kin. Like they're smart enough to realize who they're related to. Oh, that's good for animals. Isn't that neat? Like, that is I don't neat. know. I, I knew animals were smart, but not that smart. Oh, yeah. Okay. So yesterday, uh, I think I've said on here, I'm a mom and I have a five-year-old. So my five-year-old was talking to his cousin, who's also around that age. They're mm-hmm. like, hey, do you want to meet up later? <laughs> my son's five. <laughs> and at no time in the story did he say, hey, mom. Can I go somewhere? It was just like, hey, do you want to meet up somewhere <laughs> later? Oh my god! And they're like, yeah. Do you want to go to Nan's? And they're like, I'm like. And then his cousin was like, no, we should go to your house <laughs> later. Like literally, like five going on fifteen. I'm oh like, I never in my life talked like that. <laughs> Well, just wait until, you know, he's like six and he has a cell phone and he can, you know, call whoever he's he not wants. getting a cell phone at six. But yeah, like literally, Reagan, that is how I was literally like standing there. And I was like, do you feel like there's somebody else we should consult in this story? Like, like in this planning? And they're like, yeah, we should talk to my sister. Like, like his cousin. He was like, yeah, oh we should God. talk to my sister. <laughs> I was like okay oh my goodness that's hilarious like that's so funny hashtag parenting <laughs> you're just yeah. the parenting you're just during the COVID. Vessel. you're the vessel <laughs> you're the vessel <laughs> just to, show to get exactly to get the kid where he needs to go and to give the kid what he needs <laughs> <laughs> oh my god He's no longer dependent oh on you. He's just the best one. Oh, uh, but yeah. Hey, you want to meet up later? What are you? Seven? Like 19? No, you're five. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, I saw this news story. I'm just trying to find it. Um, okay, so I saw this news story, and if you've listened here before, then you'll know how interested I am in American politics. But I thought this was so funny because in the Supreme Court, the relationships between the judges, like it's pretty, um, it's pretty like, um, even keel, right? Like, you know, they have differencing opinions, but typically they're able to get on and you know, put that aside and because, you know, yeah. when they eat together and stuff, they just talk about regular stuff because they can't talk about the court cases. Anyways, so mm-hmm. at least that's what it was like in the olden days with RBG and Anthony Scalia and all those good people. Anyways, so I saw this story um, this morning on Apple News and I just, I didn't read the article, but I had to laugh at the headline because it says, Elena Kagan has had enough of Brent Kavanaugh's judicial scorekeeping. The Supreme Court's savviest liberal judge is done pulling, is done pulling punches. So there's a little bit of friction with the um, Supreme Court these days. 
between Trump's nominees mm. and the existing judges. So I thought that was interesting. Oh, Trump. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't No, but that kind of does make sense, right? Because he elected people who supported his view set, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It says Kavanaugh's overreach drew a sharp descent from Justice Elena Kagan, joined by Justice Sonia Sotomayor and Stephen Breyer. But there is more to Kagan's descent than her usual rejoiners and witticisms. I'm not sure what those are. The justice also responded to Kavanaugh's charge that she is a hypocrite, criticizing his cynical view of judging as scorekeeping. It appears that Kagan is losing patience with Kavanaugh's efforts to insulate himself from criticism with rhetoric that something (laughs) the cruel consequences of his decisions. Interesting. Just throwing it out there, people, the Supreme Court usually isn't this exciting. So when you see this type of story, it's like, (laughs) whoa! (laughs) For us political junkies, it's it's dirt. Like, it's it's legit. Hashtag Reagan. (laughs) Do you have anything else you want to touch on before we sign up? Okay. All right, guys. I think we touched on some fun topics today. I think we did too. I think we did too. Um. Anyways, thank you guys. guys, We will. Sorry. That's okay. You 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 sign us out. Okay, guys. We will talk to you soon. If you want to comment on anything we talked about today, please. Uh, email us at saturdaynightconvos at gmail.com or connect with us at Saturday Night Convos. You got on it. Instagram. Yes, that's right. Um, I got it after almost a year. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, I'm Ashley. And I'm Reagan. And uh, we're signing off. Yep. <laughs> and uh, we will talk to you guys soon.